Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where things are opening up. We're going back out into the world. Things are abounding. They're like wildflowers, allergies. It's everywhere. In fact, my (laughs) nose is literally dripping things right now. Actually, I don't have allergies, but I feel like all anyone is talking about right now is their allergies, sub thing. We're like that. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. The other day, uh, my wife and I were sitting around the house sneezing and the dogs were itching. And we're like, welcome to spring. Yep. I I listened in on a friend's work call. I'm on spring break this week. Just so you know, full disclosure, this is the last day of my vacay. And I was listening in on a friend's conference call so that we could like play hooky. And I literally, it was like 10 minutes of people talking about their allergies. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. I'm yeah. like, I'm glad I don't have this, but also, guys, don't you have work to do? Like, um, we could be shopping. Right I think now. we're all like extra attuned to them because of a year of COVID. Like, nobody had the severe colds. Everybody's avoiding mm-hmm. getting sick, and then suddenly allergies come back again in a way that it wasn't wasn't as apparent last year. I don't. That's think. actually very true. There was even an article in the Wall Street Journal that was like, you know, is it seasonal allergies or COVID? You're all going to be freaking out. And and a woman I work with texted it to me and was like, this is me. I went and got a test. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, folks, uh, we hope you're healthy and happy uh, and vaccinated if possible. And my first thing is going to be uh, on the ground. The, I try not to do this. I think both of us try not to do this, where we, we try to call a thing before it emerges, mm-hmm. but I think this has possibilities. Uh, Ethan Kane, aka Amos, uh, one of the producers on Daily Tech News Show, was off uh, for his birthday, and he mentioned that he and his wife did snuggle talk. T O K. In other words, cuddling and looking at each other's for you section of TikTok. Yep. Oh my God, I've totally done this. And I was going to say, even if the name isn't the thing per se, maybe there's another name for it comes along. I think the activity is definitely a thing. It is totally a thing. I have 100% done this. And it's actually pretty funny because there's a bit of a cultural divide in my relationship, which is that uh, the man friend is a reels guy. He's old. Don't hold it against Mm. him. And I'm TikTok. Mm. Even though there's Mm -hmm. obviously a ton of crossover, like people make those videos first for TikTok and then they show up on Instagram Reels. So I tell him he has sloppy seconds all the time on his videos. But either way, (laughs) we each have a For You page and we looked at his and then we looked at mine. And then we were basically like just watching videos on the couch while some dumb show was playing on TV that we were both ignoring. And it made me feel super Gen Z. (laughs) But that's totally what we're talking uh, about is the differences in the pages. Oh, my goodness. I love Netflix and chill. That's for millennials. That's for the olds. Yeah. Snuggle yeah, talk. Forget it. It's the hot snuggle thing. talk. Yeah. 
super Gen Z. Cancel your also, Netflix. Also, I want, <laughs> I totally want to know if, if our listeners are TikTok or Reels. Oh, yeah. Because I find that or, kind of Or something else. Or something else. Yeah. What? Are we even, are we missing out? Wait, are some of them just like is, watching is it, YouTube? Is it do you like, think? no, man, we cuddle and listen to Clubhouse. That's what we do. <laughs> <My head>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. They're all VCs, basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, oh my god! That, we'll get like three VCs right in saying that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we snuggle and listen to Clubhouse. You, you don't. Um, <laughs> and look so, at our P and L's. Oh god, it's really real. That seems really, really real. <laughs> so I drove to LA this weekend, and I went places in the world, Ooh. and one of those places was H and M, which is where I noticed. Uh, a, a, an offshoot of a thing that I had noticed, which is I had noticed my son wearing a lot of clothes with the NASA logo. And I had sort of just assumed that I bought them for him because that happens. And then when I was in H&M, I noticed an entire rack of clothes with the NASA logo, which made me realize like, I have been seeing the NASA logo a lot lately. What, what, wait, why is the NASA logo a thing? And while I cannot answer the question of why exactly, although honestly, the longer I talk, the more likely I am to answer it. Cause I'll like, we'll be, we'll just do the thing we do on the show, which is search at the same time. It is a thing. Like the logo has been everywhere so much so that when I looked it up, sure enough, the Los Angeles times had an article about it from like 2019 about the NASA logo having a moment, I guess like Ariana Grande wore it. And sold clothes with the NASA logo as a tie-in with her Coachella performance. Remember back in the before times when like Coachella used to happen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But apparently uh, the combination yeah, of kind no, of like... I think, yeah. I, I think this is actually uh, a, a, a confluence of things. So we've got uh, we've got retro, right? Something The NASA logo looks very retro and, and retro stuff is in. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, anniversaries of things like the moon landing uh, have happened uh, in the past five years or so. We had the Mars landers, uh, several of them now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, I think it's a, a confluence of things. And there's a push from NASA to merchandise their logo to, to make some dough to fund the space program off of it. Although here's the thing. I don't think they do. Cause I looked it up to see if they were licensing it after I saw all these clothes in H and M. Cause I was like, Oh, is this the deal with this NASA licensing to make? Cause I know that NASA is making more of a push into public private partnerships and they're trying to like, you know, basically sell off the ISS for any company that wants to do some research or PR stunts up there. But apparently at least according to this times, uh, LA Times article and what I read on NASA's website about like their guidelines for use. Companies need permission, but they don't make any money, which seems absurd. <laughs> well, or good. May, yeah, I was going to say maybe <laughs> the benefit here, right? This is Creative Commons culture thinking. Uh, maybe the benefit is you give away the logo, you get it out there. Ariana Grande wears it because she didn't have to pay to wear it, and it's cool. And then suddenly NASA's cool, and so when funding comes up, people go, "Well, don't cut NASA; they're cool. We like them." Ariana Grande wears their logo. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, works for me. 
But yes, companies submit designs to the agency for approval, which can be as short as a few hours or as long as a couple of days, uh, especially because it's gotten so busy now. And then anyone can use it, which is kind of tempting. Like, should we make like NASA It's a Thing shirts? Because the, th- yeah. the thing is a thing. Yes. <laughs> yes, we should. Right. We absolutely should. We absolutely should. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> premium, premium gear. I mean... <laughs> I could I I'm not I'm not the person to design it, but somehow making it say NASA thing. <gasps> right? Uh, I'm both horrified and delighted. Yep. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Indeed. All right, we have, we will figure out how to make this happen. Uh my next thing is uh something that that bubbled up over the weekend. Uh and I talked about it on Cord Killers. And thought, well, that that's that's the end of that. Then I noticed it showed up as nominated for uh, an item on Sword and Laser, and I thought, oh, well, the, given the topic, this makes sense. Then it became a segment on Daily Tech News Show, and then after all of that, I saw it everywhere on Twitter. People were like, "Hey, have you seen this?" I'm like, "I've only covered it on three different podcasts, so why not cover <laughs> it on four? Soviet <laughs> Lord of the Rings. What? Tell me more." It is a Russian language made for TV version of Lord of the Rings that first aired on Leningrad television in 1991. Yes, history fans, the Soviet Union fell in December 1991. So this is at the very end of the Soviet era. Uh, Leningrad television eventually became 5TV and 5TV in St. Petersburg uh, found a copy, put it up on their YouTube channel for everyone to enjoy the extremely low budget and Russian Lord of the oh, Rings. Oh, my biscuits. I, I frankly, my child being the emblem of the thing where all the kids these days are communists and kind of weirdly obsessed with Russia, which we did talk about in the show. I can't believe he hasn't told me about this. I'm looking at the green skin situation with the makeup and the like (laughs) Uh and the crappy foil wrapped ring and i am thinking that he and i are about to order some pizza and watch this immediately this is amazing yeah the visual effects are awful but hilarious why now Uh, to make the hobbits look good they just put them on a in front of a green screen that made other people look bigger (laughs) But why now? Like literally the Verge article about this, incredibly for your for your purposes, was written two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I found out about this off the Word Zone blog uh on Sunday, I think. And it just has exploded oh, from there. I love the internet. As our producer Rich was pointing out in Discord, uh this version of Lord of the Rings does include Tom Bombadil. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> The the Verge article notes, what is amazing to consider is that this adaptation also aired only a decade before the first of Peter Jackson's blockbuster trilogy. And so if only, they write, if only the Soviet Union had survived a little longer, we could have seen similar renditions of the Two Towers and the Return of the King. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It is just the first first book of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Sadly, the Soviet Union fell before they could make others. Uh, One of the... Lost opportunities of communism again, right there. There, there are there are a five-year so plan to make all three movies. <laughs> that is incredible. 
Oh, that's amazing. Uh, well, my second thing for today, well, I have sort of have a two and a half because I have a thing check after this, but my second thing, is, oh, okay. well, they're both gotcha. a little bit thing check. One is a report from what the kids are up to. And apparently, much like during the dot-com boom, people were spending a lot of money for original URLs, like radio.com. Mm-hmm. Domain names and such. Domain yeah, names, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, original screen names in the gaming universe are making a big comeback. Oh. Yeah. And this is, and there's a resale market and there's like competition. And when you find someone who's a streamer who also has an original screen name, that's how you either know that they're really good or potentially a poser because maybe they bought it. But my son is really excited because he has a screen name women on some server, mm-hmm. which is, it's one of the like Minecraft spinoff ones, like the fighting ones, Lunar. And it's W O M E N. And he's like, yeah. I think I could get like 500 bucks for this original screen name. I'm like, what? <laughs> Do, <laughs> does it go as far as like one letter screen names, three, you know, like, like what domain names did like, Ooh, if you got a, a, a domain name, three letters or less, that's extremely valuable. It seems like definitely, it seems like if you have a username that is only a couple of letters, that's huge. That's big for you as well. I can't, I haven't been able to find any, I mean, I'm sort of thing checking here because he's been talking about it a lot and every, you know, he's like, he's a screen, he's a streamer and he also has an original screen name. Um, so I, I believe that I believe him and I believe it's a thing on his servers, but I'm not sure how big a thing, but I am pretty curious. Original screen name sounds like that alone is a thing to call something an original screen name. Exactly. And to sort of be saying that all the time. And then the idea that he thinks he can make money off of it is like, okay, well, it must be real enough for that. But it also, and it also just makes logical sense, right? Like we sort of saw that happen with domain names and it, I guess it makes sense that they want to, because of the nostalgia thing, right? It's kind of all part and parcel of the same Uber trend. I'm going to sell my original screen name as an NFT. Dude, that's genius. (laughs) 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 <laughs> that is brilliant. Uh, and then, and, uh, then I'll retire. And then finally, before we get to the feedback, I have a little bit of a thing check because it could. Thing. Check. Thank you for that. Thanks for the setup. Is the French manicure totally back or is it just Calabasas? Hmm. Oh, is that because that's where you were in L.A. Uh and they were all French manicures? I mean, we didn't stay there. We just visited. We had sushi there. Describe the French manicure. Oh, okay, Right. So for those who do not know, the French manicure is basically where you have sort of just regular pink polish. And then the tips of the nails, which are already white, are painted even more white. So it's sort of like your real nails, but enhanced. When you think about it, or when I think about it, I immediately conjure up like 1950s starlets. Mm-mm, yes, although it was, it's, it's a real big, like real housewives look. It was, it's uh-huh. very kind of like suburban fancy. It's okay. a classic. Right. I mean, the French manicure has mm-hmm. been around for a long time, but it's very 90s. It goes with like, it goes with like, Louis Vuitton purses and like juicy couture mm-hmm. sweatpants. 
So it's, it's almost because uh, we've talked about nail art before uh-huh. on the show. Uh, this is the well, nail art's kind of gauche now. Let's simplify, do something classic. Like that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if we're going back to the mm-hmm. classic French mm-hmm. manicure or what? Because I, I, it's a very, yeah, the French manicure is like early 2000s, so not quite 90s. Never went away, okay. right. but could be back. I'm looking like anyway. So let me know if you've seen it elsewhere. Yeah, I haven't gone that many places <laughs> and it's possible that the <laughs> right. french manicure like never totally went away i mean it really is a favorite of yeah, kind also, of like rich suburban ladies yeah calabasas is a rich suburb so that if you're gonna find it holding out that would be the place yeah exactly i don't know although i just found an article on styleholic french manicure ideas that are on in 2020 Okay. And some of them are updates and some aren't. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I mean, I could totally see it going with the like, nostalgia thing. Just coming back. But So let me know. Let me know. Feedback at itsathing.me is where you can email us if you, too, have seen a somewhat surprising number of French manicures in the wild. Matt Bet did that exact thing. <laughs> not, not about French manicures, but about uh, a possible stimmy check related thing. Matt writes, my wife pointed out to me recently in the car, have you noticed that since people have gotten their stimulus checks that there are a lot of old toilets by the road? (laughs) Maybe it's just my area, but I have seen a bunch of old toilets (laughs) down at the curb for trash pickup recently. So thing spotters, is this a thing or just an aberration? Also, what do you call people in the it's a thing community? There's no punch. It's a question. Thingsters? In the thingiverse? Nope, that's taken. Are we thingle ladies and gentlemen? All the thingle ladies? It's like Mike Tyson rocking out to Beyonce. I love, love, love you guys and love the show. Matt Pat. <laughs> it's true. We can't go around calling you thingies. It's, that's two 14-year-old boy. All the thingle ladies might be the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and gentlemen. And gentlemen <laughs> might be the best thing ever. Uh, thingers? <laughs> thingers? I think thing spotters. Thing spotters yeah, is kind of good. Thing HDs for those of you who have risen about. Yeah, you're you're right though. It's oh, not T- like yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we could T H D. T H D. We could go. You know how we have Buzz Town. Like we could have Thing Town. Downtown and Thing Town. Downtown and Thing Town, and then that would make you Thingizens, like Denizens. Thingizens. Thingizens of Thing Town. Yeah, yeah. Thingizens. Yeah, Thingizens of Thing Town. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sure. We'll try that for now, but we are open to let's, your let's 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 uh yeah, let's try this on for a week. We're, see how it fits. We're open to your better ideas though. That is totally true. Tim has a thing and he's not happy about it. Hi, Molly and Tom. Chef's kiss and its attendant gesture is a thing. I don't like it being a thing. Can we stop it being a thing for people who aren't chefs? Please. <laughs> Tim, I see you we in your chef's about hat. Chef's kiss. <laughs> we mm. <have>. And unfortunately, <laughs> nope. We aren't here. We aren't here think, to like accelerate or decelerate the things we only observe. We're like the that's mindfulness. Right, that's right. We're approach. the Supreme Court of things. I yeah. uh, I think it'll burn itself out. I yeah. don't think you have to worry about it don't too worry much about longer, it. Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Marcus has a food thing. Dear Tom and Molly, I have a follow-on thing alert to the weird food and food hacks TikTok trend. Are you too lazy or too worried for your taste buds to try a hack? Well, have no fear. There's an entire genre of people who will try it for you. Iton, 
E-I-T-A-N, is the first to come to mind in the I'll try it for you genre. This 18-year-old has 1.6 million followers on TikTok. His smile and high energy entertain while his face pulls no punches when he tries something he doesn't like. Uh, Here's a video of him trying sugar-coated strawberries with some success, but not liking the taste. (laughs) Even existing foodies from other platforms are not immune to TikTok trend testing requests. Emmy Maid in Japan, known for trying foods from old cookbooks and other cultures to share with her audience, has taken up the TikTok tester mantle. One of her latest videos shows her trying to make a Sprite pear jelly TikTok recipe. Mm. The current trend on TikTok is the peanut butter and pickle sandwich. This definitely sounds like a gross white lady food hack. Thanks for that, Molly. But now <laughs> I actually want to try it because Sam Block from America's Tech Kitchen said it slapped, giving it a no. 9 out of 10 in her TikTok review. So to answer your question, am I being trolled or is this food hack really a thing? A food hack tester on TikTok, Insta, or YouTube will come to your rescue and give you the professional or otherwise opinion to help you better discern the truth. Unbelievable. I mean, this is basically what happened with that feta food recipe is like everybody tried it and made their version. So, of course, right. it makes sense that if you can't come up with your own food hack, you would then try the food hack. I, I'm not sure about peanut butter and pickle, but I am kind of, I do, I am curious about the pear sprite jello. That would be super good. I, I find this much more palatable than the, like, how to cook a steak by sticking it in the toaster. Yeah. Ew. Uh, and then Amber uh, wrote to us with a thing conversation confirmation. Hi, Molly and Tom. Oh, and Rich too. Producers, there's a producer's note here in the spreadsheet. It says, good catch, Amber. Huh. Uh, says producer rich (laughs) exactly amber says so i was listening to a favorite podcast while finishing up a macrame belt i was working on when y'all started talking about macrame so can confirm (laughs) oh dear yes thank you amber for the confirmation Uh and we have a voicemail (gasps) haven't had one of those in a minute this one is from aussie lee oh my god it's so buzz town hi tom and molly it's Aussie Lee Price here. I just caught up on the episode where TikTok robot voices were discussed, so it seems only appropriate to send you a robot voice message. This week it seems getting your COVID vaccination card laminated is a thing. Just like we saw with masks, I predict a near future onslaught of lamination accessorization of plastic carry frames. In the end, everything will be bedazzled and sold on Etsy. Well, that's all from me here in Australian robot land. I'm off to drink a frosty pint of 5G. <laughs> which is what an aussie robot would do yeah how uh, did you get australian for oh i love i mean i, don't, I shouldn't say how did you get because it exists but the australian accent robot voice is chef's kiss well shall we say not to belabor <laughs> good a on thing you, mate. i just thought that that was a yes, really good uh, idea good by and- my friend the laminating that's so hilarious i did that i laminated my card i've 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 uh I've I've seen Rafe Needleman, our our old coworker Rafe Needleman, mm-hmm. uh, repurposing old conference lanyards that have the plastic holder still at the end. Uh, He's like, oh, you can just stick your vaccine card right in there. Hold on, I'm on Etsy.com right now, looking up vaccine card holders, and oh, what do you know? Yes, many of them. Oh yeah, exist. Many, many. Oh, there's a cute one that looks like a little passport card. Yeah, no. Okay, so there it is. Uh, I, several years ago, in an attempt to be like awesome elementary school mom, bought a laminator because I'm a dork and everyone made fun of me (laughs) and we laminated one school project and it was freaking awesome. 
And I've maybe used it like two times since to make like signs for people for the school auction. But then my ex-husband was like, hey, can we laminate our vaccine cards? And I was like, you're a genius. And we did. (laughs) And I just thought he was the only one who thought of it. But turns out now I'm on Etsy. And oh, my God, it could have been so much cuter. Oh, look at this. There's a sewing pattern for a vaccination card holder. Done and done. Wait, wait. This one holds a mask and vaccine card. Accessorize. Oh. Access- I love it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let us get to the shout outs. Uh, this week's shout outs are based on descriptions of spices and herbs. <laughs> oh, and here we go. Lee Price, who you just heard from, is used in his ground or whole form, flavoring both desserts and savory dishes, along with being a key patron in spiced cider and Jamaican jerk chicken. Exuding a sweet and earthy aroma, Kevin Sill is one of the most commonly used patrons in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Duncant? More like Eric Duncan. Eric Duncan is commonly stocked in the pantry and offers an accelerated and fresh flavor to a wide variety of foods. Eric Dunn did. Uh, You may either love him or hate him as evolving research suggests the genes you were born with can dictate the flavor you perceive from Drake Woods. Described as woody and sweet, Gabrielle Cohen is mostly known for her warm contribution in a number of spiced desserts and breakfast items. Oh, that's delicious. Uh, Brad Sparks differs based on his extremely slender, hollow stock, though he similarly also garnishes fresh green salads, baked potatoes, creamy potato salad, deviled eggs, and can be added into butters, vinegars, and sauces for added flavor depth. Joe Hood offers an aromatic flavor to a number of dishes, including to enhance meats, curries, marinades, along with apples and pears. I like a Joe Hood. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to use dry rub and that just, no. Just uh, no, no, uh, no. Either prepared with its whole or grounded form, Louis St. Amour is a flowering patron with the seeds added to cuisines. Aww. Mike Akins has a pungent and spicy flavor that often complements Chinese cuisine recommended to cleanse the palate and used in herbal teas. And James C. Smith is a patron described as strong and pungent with light notes of lemon and mint. (laughs) Uh, And that is it for today's shout out level. Thank you to those of us, uh, those of you who support us at patreon.com slash it's a thing at the shout out level or any level, really, because I know, frankly, it's super worthwhile to pay extra to be described as pungent. I would. I know I would. With hints of lemon and mint. Hints of lemon and mint. Guys, you make our show possible. We're so grateful for you week after week. Thank you for supporting us. <laughs> you can email us your things. Don't forget, feedback at it's a thing.me. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. See you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.